Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I are breaking Kimmy Schmidt, pirating Johnny Depp, and judging Katy Perry. This is a story about a girl named Lucky. Hi. What's up? I don't know. What's up with oh, you? Nothing much. It's been so long. It's been a minute. For real this Welcome time. Welcome back. I know. What have you been up to? <sighs> nothing much. Just kind of preparing for the summertime. It's like 8 million degrees right now. I'm in my shorts. Yeah. Tankini. Mm-hmm. I'm eating all the popsicles. Exactly. In front, of, in front of a ratty on. fan with some icy pops. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it, it's here. Summer's already here. Global warming. Melted yeah. ice caps. And, Bye-bye. And isn't it great? Isn't it just And isn't wonderful? it wonderful? Isn't it just <laughs> <It's> great? <laughs> oh. No, I've had a pretty low-key kind of weekend. I guess I'm just uh, getting myself prepared for my Memorial Day weekend. Coming up. Yeah, that's right. I'm flying to Cabo. Oh, really? Yeah. Beg your pardon. That's right. Pardoned. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's just time. You got to kick it off right. Um, I need a, you know, a fancy drink with an umbrella in it, and I need to kick by the pool. And why just not? Just myself right and centered. Why not? Yeah. I like the way why that not? sounds. With everything happening in the world. <laughs> the state of affairs. The leaks and the freaks and mm-hmm. the Russians. There's so much political tea that I'm drowning in it. Are you drowning? Can you keep up? Much. Yeah, I'm listening to everything. I'm listening to every NPR source. I can listen to NPR politics, NPR up first. I'm listening to Pod Save America. Daily on the New York Times every day. Do you listen to the Daily? I I don't. I tried to. I try to get with the Daily. It just doesn't have enough snaps. Oh, really? Okay. NPR politics podcast. Is the brother still on there? Uh, Oh no, Sam Sanders. No, he left to go do his own thing. He's oh. got a new project that he's been talking about launching for like months now, but I haven't I haven't heard it. Some kind of new talk show deal. Yeah, I mean, so so NPR, New York Times, then reading the New York Times, then reading the Washington Post, Politico. Every five minutes, it's the most outrageous historical event you've ever. heard Oh of. yeah, it's some something else just comes out of the woodwork. Another leak, you know, another explosive exclusive. On the CNN Chiron coming yeah, across the It's literally like, screen. oh, well, it can't get worse than this. And then you blink right. and you wake up to dun, the dun, dun. headlines and it's like, oh, but wait. We've got more. He fired the oh, head of the FBI more. and he called him a nut job on the plane to the Russians. He called him a nut job. <laughs> like, he called him a nut job. But doesn't it beg to, doesn't it beg the question, what is Comey been up to? Like, what was he? Th- I mean, he just really likes to get into the mix. He should he should be nominated for an Emmy for best uh, lead actress in a dramatic role because he's really 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 giving us all the extra. He took all of the notes. He kept a dear diary. It, yes, I'm looking forward From, to well, his testimony. Starting with the the announcing the the investigation of Hillary Clinton before the election, and now I think he's trying to you know right the wrong of that by now having gone after Trump and staying in, and he didn't ever quit. He's, I mean, that's maybe one thing that I can partially agree on with Donald Trump is that he is kind of a showboat drama queen. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Wait. Oh wait! Now I, you don't you don't sense that? 
I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but he's really bringing the the drama. <laughs> uh, sure. He is bringing the drama. He'd better bring those receipts. That's all I'm saying is when he goes to he, testify before the Senate, he'd better bring yeah. the whole Taylor Swift notebook. He's got his like accordion file of all the receipts. He should be recording an album right now of synth pop tunes where he burns all of his former associates. Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, I'm of course, I would, like everyone else, mad at him. And I will say, yeah, kind of showboaty the way he did Hillary. That was poor judgment. Sure. But, I mean, I... I would never consider him unqualified or like undisciplined in his work. I still think no. that he's good at what he does. I mean, he took down Martha Stewart. That's right. He's a prosecutor in New York. Like, yeah, this is his wheelhouse taking down. Yeah, this is this is yeah. highfalutin white people. Right. This is this is where he he shines. Yeah, and th- you know, this is not to excuse anything that Trump is. I mean, obviously, he he's really just mucked it all up. Right. Right. But Comey finds a way to become front and center in all this. Yeah, I just, I can't find it in me to point a finger at Comey for whatever no, he did not, when it's like... I just find it interesting that he's 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 just bringing, he's bringing all the drums. That's all. He is. But, you know, did you hear the story about how he was trying to hide in the Oval Office or whatever when they had that meeting? He was wearing a blue suit and tried to blend into the blue drapes so that Donald well, Trump wouldn't see him. All six foot eight of Comey? You yeah, can't he's hide 10 feet tall. <laughs> Yeah, what is he trying to do? He's trying to pull like a spizer when he's in the bushes. He's just trying to be a floating head in hands, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Trump has everybody wanting to hide in the bushes to put on full camouflage. No one, no one wants a Trump hug. Nobody. Hillary, did you see that that little clip that's been going around of her trying to avoid the Trump hug before the debate? She was like practicing for debates. Oh no. And her like debate like practice partner try to like pull in like for a Trump hug and she's like running around the, the, the room. <laughs> she's got I gotta like, I gotta check counter self defense maneuvers. Yeah, I'll have to check that. Yeah, out. Yeah, some debate jujitsu. I just can't be mad at Comey right now with, with the Congress we're looking at. We have it oh, seems no. like we have so much material to impeach this guy and get him out of office. And if Congress mm-hmm. doesn't have the will to do it, I can't sit here and be mad at Comey. Yeah, no, no. There's just so much material that I cannot keep up anymore, and I'm exhausted. Which leads me back to why I'm going on vacation in the first place. Well, good. I wish I was going I'm on vacation. Lit. I know. I wish you were. What are your What are your plans for Memorial Day? Mm. Uh, we will have some visitors in town, so we will be hosting. So it'll be kind of the opposite of a vacation. Okay. Whenever people come to you, I feel like it is, you know, you got to you gotta get something together. You got to have a little bit of an itinerary. You got to be you got, prepared you got, to you got a plan. play chauffeur. You got to have a plan B. You got to have a couple of restaurants go in your pocket to go to. All around LA. You got to do the, you got to do like the Walk of Fame. You got to do the observatory. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. You got to, I mean... You should just give them like one of the star maps. Do the star maps. Have you exactly. ever done that? Exactly. Put before? them on a TMZ tour. I haven't. You should do that. I would kind of like to do the TMZ tour. I've, I've, I've never done that. Yeah. It's now, just like when we, when, well, when I lived in New York and I never went to the Statue of Liberty or the Empire State Building. You just don't do that kind of touristy stuff when you live here, but I would enjoy that. But that's why you have guests because it forces you to do those things. Exactly. My go-to is always to go to, like, go to a taping of Conan or go to, like, late night with one of the Jimmys, Jimmy Fallon or, uh, what's his name? Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's easy That's right. Do. When my mom was in town, you took her to Jimmy Kimmel. Exactly. She And she talks about that fondly. 
even to this day. I feel like, was Terrence Howard there? It was somewhere. Terrence Howard That's was right. there. Terrence Howard. That's right. But this is when Terrence was, you know, a bigger deal. This is when he had Oscar buzz. It was this hard out there for Oscar, him. Oscar buzz and a full conk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Constant perm. <laughs> um, Perminator. But yeah, recently, this last couple of weeks, I've just been on a little Netflix vacation. Oh, okay. That's have you all. gone and seen Master of None yet? I, I burned through that. I burned through the new season of Kimmy. Like, I've just been keeping up with all oh. the new-ish. You have been really up on it. Now, I've started Master of None, and I've only done the first two episodes, so I don't really have much to contribute to the conversation. I see. But I will say something. Tell me. If they don't get their behinds back to New York at episode three, we have a problem. <laughs> okay? I get it. You go to Italy. You two can vacation. But I can't have a whole season in Italy. I hope it's not all in Italy. I like, hope it's not what all kind in of indulgent hipster fantasy fantasy is that? Dear Netflix, what please I'm pay saying. for my Italian vacation. Right, please pay for my entire Italian vacation. Um, allow Gucci to sponsor it because what's his name? His sidekick had a full set of Gucci luggage when he not wrapped a tap tapped on his little pasta making door. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? I, was I like, did not what? notice okay. that. That would be your key eye to pick up on that. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was like, like okay, what the really? black and white really? is happening here? I don't know. Sure. Right. It's Fellini film. Here. But you know what? Is that our own kind of like implicit bias there? Why can't this small Indian man live that life and be Mr. Fashionable? You okay. I'm yeah. giving it to him. Why? I'm yeah, give it him to him. That. His Italian is not that bad. I, not bad I, at all. It's not bad at all. I will say that. Um, I will say, like, the the absurdity that Netflix would subsidize his pasta-making internship in Italy for his series is a little crazy. But it did really well. The first season did very, very well. That's the thing. That's the other part I was getting to. First season did really well. Second season, people have been losing their minds. Like, I've been listening to all kinds of podcasts and reviews and articles about how great... Yeah, he's a visionary. How... Get your life by watching this series, Master of None. I will say this. It's okay. It's not that great. Okay, thank you. Okay, now listen. I'm going to let him live his life, and I'm not going to hate, because I think that it still is kind of groundbreaking to have Aziz playing, you know, the the lead role of his own show, calling the shots, directing, even though he's going to make pasta and he's wearing fancy duds. He is entitled to that, and he deserves that. And Mm. we need that type of representation out there. But... Yeah. I, like he is, I, I hope everything goes well, but because I think he may be feeling himself a little too much. I just don't want it. I don't want he the wheels to fall is. off. Like he this. definitely is. But here's what I'll say about that. I don't need like every sort of minority endeavor to be exceptional. There is okay mm-hmm. for like uh, mediocrity and diversity programming because there's so much de- mediocrity in white programming and people get away with it. Like we don't look to every single white series to be a, a, a home run, hit it out the park. This can be True. fine. It's a solid B, like, I was going to say B+, plus, but I'm going to stick with B. It's a solid B show. It's worth watching. I there are some to, real good episodes. You haven't gotten to the Thanksgiving one. It's coming up. It's definitely worth I need, watching. Yeah. I um, need to see his daddy. I need to see his yeah. daddy back on the screen. I need well, the big tuned. return of Dev's daddy. Now, here's the thing. You're absolutely right, because I was kind of feeling this way, too, kind of going through the Hulu and the Netflix queue. I think that I have, like, prestige TV fatigue. Like, not everything can be, like, a Peabody Mm award-winning presentation of the human condition. I don't need that all the time. I don't need that all the time. I don't want that all the time. But it just seems like we have an overload of, like, television 
with a capital T. Right. Pinky up television. I kind of want a, a fun, happy chuckle yuckle, you know, for like a half an hour. I don't really want, I don't always need stuff where I have to like sit back and really digest it. Like I don't need to Solange pull a seat up at the table on every, every single time. episode. Every time. Yeah. I don't need couscous you know at every I mean? meal. Come on now. Oh my, exactly. Yeah. I get it. Which brings me to Kimmy Schmidt, the return of Kimmy Schmidt, because it is exactly the relief that I didn't realize I need. The thing that you're articulating right now is like that fatigue. Watching Kimmy Schmidt was like the perfect break for that. And I thought like first like one or two episodes in, I was like, I don't know, this season might not be that good, but it picks up. There are some ticklishly fun moments and some really fun cameos. Our good friend Maya Rudolph pops up in a way that you will love. Like it's really good. Mm. And I will say it is criminal that Jane Krakowski does not have an Emmy. It is, I think, tantamount to... She's never gotten an Emmy? She's been nominated a few times, but fucking Julie Bowen from Modern Family has two. And Jane Krakowski doesn't have any. Is she the Susan Lucci of comedy? I think so. And I'm just thinking about, she was great on 30 Rock. She is great in Kimmy Schmidt. She should have She's great on Allie McBeal. (laughs) Well, we don't even have time to get into that. You know how I love Allie McBeal. And then we segue right into Lucy Lewin. We'll never get out of here. Oh, no, we'll never get, we'll never get this podcast off the ground this episode. Mm -mm. Well, I was watching The Handmaid's Tale a couple couple weeks ago. I've been and circling that. Yeah, it looks good. really good. But I keep hearing it that looks- it's hard to watch. It's difficult to watch. It's good. And yes, Elizabeth Moss is the queen. She's the queen of like prestige TV. I think there was even an article about it. Like she's kind of the queen of like, you know, like forging the way on like cutting edge television. Mad Men. I don't know if you saw Top of the Lake, but that was really good. And now she's doing this and. But then it's always like in the back of your head that like, oh, she's a Scientologist. So how, how much how much can I really appreciate her as an actress? Right. Or how, how much, much of this is an act? Yeah. How much of Where this Handmaid's Tale is acting? This is a documentary mm-hmm. about her. Right. It's a reality show. But yeah, you should definitely check that out. If you want to go back, to, if you want to like, yeah, after Kimmy Schmidt and you want to dive back into something deep, you go and go and check out Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I think I will go get into that. it. Here's interesting, mm-hmm. something interesting. We talked about this, I think, a few weeks back when we were talking about how YouTube was going to launch its own like cable service. Mm-hmm. It seems like all of these streaming platforms, well, and all of them, Hulu and YouTube, are now launching a live TV component where you can essentially, for like 30 bucks, sign up. And have access to live TV. And I think you get an array of maybe like 30 or 40 channels that you can watch. I see the so face So it's basically like watching television on the computer on through YouTube. I don't understand. Doesn't yeah. this defeat the purpose of a YouTube? Yeah, kind of. Except, you know what I did do recently, which is like maybe a little bit of a bougie use of money, is I signed up for YouTube Red, which I think is right below this live live TV, YouTube cable service. And what it lets you do is save like YouTube. You can download YouTube videos to your phone so you can stream them. So like when I go oh, to I'm the- glad you told me that because I thought YouTube Red was like Showtime After Dark and was like, <laughs> man, uh, like you know, soft core situation. That's all I thought it was about. It's a lot of saxophone and skin. Um, <laughs> yeah, steamy showers. It lets you download videos. It gives you access to like original YouTube Red content, which I, I don't know. They're doing stuff, long form content now, but I don't know what that is. But like when I'm at the gym and I don't get like good Wi-Fi and I get spotty like LTE service, you can just bring up little like so i can watch wendy williams and like the view or whatever like late night clips that i watch i can do watch that on the treadmill when i don't get service it's a nice little like 
And now I don't have to go to the Pirate Bay, download a thing, upload it to a thing, right. and convert it, and put it in iTunes and, and try to access rip it. Rip it, snatch it, yeah, and then rip re-record it, it. Zip it, snatch it. So exhausting. It so is. exhausting. So. Going back to television, though, I don't mm-hmm. know if you're ready for this, but you know what premieres tonight? What is that? It's Twin Peaks on Showtime. You know, I never watched Twin Peaks, so I don't know okay. what I'm missing. And these okay. billboards okay. around town are freaking me out. They're kind of scary, spooky, spooky stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm I was excited about it, but this kind of like crept up on me because I thought I would have more time to rewatch the old episodes. But I just I with everything else that's going on in television, right? We're living I, in I, Twin I Peaks. Even, I didn't have the strength. I did not have the strength to do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. So I don't know. I'm like, did they find Laura's killer? You don't know because you didn't watch it. No, I think that they did, and. I'm just wondering if any black folks are coming to Twin Peaks. Has it as you know, have they desegregated that neighborhood? Never seen it. Because I don't think there was one black person up in Twin Peaks before. But anyway, maybe these questions will be answered tonight. Maybe I'll just dive into that episode. I'm not going to try to. I I mean, obviously, I have like three hours until the premiere, so maybe they'll they'll give you like a a five minute supercut last, like previously on Twin Peaks. I'm sure there's a supercut I can find online or something. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to log into YouTube Red to get it. <laughs> YouTube After Dark will give you everything uh-huh. you need. Catch you right <laughs> up. <laughs> I wonder if they, on the uh, TMZ tour, go past any of Johnny Depp's like 8 million apartments and houses in L.A. Because did you read about that? Yeah, I didn't realize he had so many properties. I mean, I guess I'm not what? surprised. I mean, I guess, but I'm like, who? Ne- okay, he's got like Five houses in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, he's got, but they're all like next to each other. He owns like five houses all, all in other. the same cul-de-sac. On the same cul-de-sac. And apparently he wanted to buy a six, but some neighbor was like refusing to sell. If I was that neighbor, and, I'd be refusing too. Johnny uh, to the left you know of me, Johnny what? to the right of me. You're going to pay me to get me out of this house. Right. Give me that cash. But I'm sure he was willing to 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 give him all the cash he wanted. I mean, that Vanity Fair, was it? No, no, there was a Hollywood Reporter article talking about, like, his finances and how his spending is, like, crazy and out of control. He apparently launched Hunter S. Thompson's ashes out of a cannon for $3 million. I don't even understand what any of that means. Exactly. Exactly. We have overfunded Johnny Depp. Right. He's got too much money. That's what happens when you give a Hollywood vampire an unlimited cash supply. That's right. He's got nothing else to do but buy up properties and yachts and people's ashes. So I don't understand why the guy didn't sell his house in the cul-de-sac. But and apparently he's got the entire like pent top floors of the Eastern Columbia building downtown. Yeah, and downtown. I'm Los really Angeles, jealous about which that. Is, yeah, me too. That's I mean beautiful. beautiful. I, I, my goal is to actually get up to the the penthouse there and swim in that pool. My goal is right, just right to have a view clock. of it. Just to be able to like get the shack across the street so I can look at it from time to time. Like I don't even know how to dream that big. I know. I'm like, how is it even? How is it possible? I need. To, I need to know someone that lives in that building. I need to be a part of that world. I need to know a, somebody who's still going to see a Pirates of the Caribbean movie in 2017. Well, I've never seen not a one Pirates. Really? Movie. Not a one. I'll say, give it a shot. Just try the. Are first you one. okay? The first, the first one was actually Knightley. good. First one's nice. Keira Knightley was in it. Keira Knightley. Yeah, Bag of I Bones, can do that. Bag of Bones Knightley. 
She's a clavicle with an accent, that one. I actually really appreciate Kira Knightley. She's taking a totally different path. Mm-hmm. You know, she does a Chanel ad and an indie movie every now and then. And then she goes about her happy married life with her husband. And, you know, that's true. She's she a low profile. I shouldn't yeah. be so hard on her. Yeah, don't, don't give her. Don't Every give her now and then she shows up crack. with a furrowed brow clutching like a turtleneck. Yeah. And then she disappears. I, I can understand that. And then she goes away. Yeah. I guess I'm not She's all right. That. She's good people. I'm not going to pretend people. I didn't see Love Actually a couple times. <laughs> so are you going to try to see the fifth Pirates? Have you seen all five? Four? Uh, I've seen, I think, the first three. And then I checked out. Because I thought they stopped doing them. But I don't, yeah, right. I don't how, know. I'm not going to pay for this. How much do you need to get? No, right. Well, I guess enough to buy every house in the cul-de-sac. But apparently... I mean, where's the treasure at? Pirates got pirated. <gasps> what? It was an Orange is the New Black situation. Somebody hacked Disney, stole the movie, and held it for oh. ransom. Uh-oh. I bet you it was Johnny. He needs some money true. for another yacht. Probably. probably. <laughs> what if it was that pesky like, neighbor? It's like, He's like, I'm going to set it off. Mm-hmm. So wait, so they're putting it up for ransom. Have, have Did... Did Disney follow up with a payment or? Well, no, because apparently Bob Iger, uh, the head of Disney, had a meeting with all the staff saying, hey, this is what happened, but we're going to ignore this because we're not paying for this shit. We don't care. If it comes out, it comes out. That's fine. Mm -hmm. At this point, I feel like Disney has to be prepared to lose a lot of money on this movie franchise because Johnny Depp's box office returns have been slipping in the last few years. They have been. I mean, we have Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. and then we have The Lone Ranger. Yeah. Then we have Mordecai. You got to go through the looking glass to find the res- the like returns. Yeah, and, the then, and that whole Amber, that Amber Heard movie that he did Rum, <laughs> was that Rum Diary. Oh, I thought you were talking about the the secret tape that she did of him screaming at oh, her in oh, the kitchen. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the, the big wine glass. Yeah, you should check. There's actually so he's selling all of his. He, I think he's trying to sell some of his penthouses in the Eastern Columbia building. And there's like this big fancy YouTube video, kind of giving you a tour of like the property and everything. And it's totally decorated in a very Johnny Depp way. It's like all like steampunk bohemian. You know, it's like right. I've got a MacBook, but it's like steam powered and it's you know got wood <laughs> wood button wooden buttons and uh-huh. you know and it's wearing a scarf like paisley and shit it's all Steve over the Tyler place. Janis Joplin folk posters everywhere. Mm-hmm, thanks. Maybe he's just trying still, to sell I'll everything. I'll still come Stephen over and Amber Heard touched. But uh, here's the thing: like someone who like has like spends, I think he spends like what something crazy like twenty million dollars on wine or something. Can I just have five dollars? Just give me like yeah. five thousand dollars. How about you just do give that? me one of those bottles of wine and I will I'll take I'll it. I'll turn that into a fortune. I will. I will take it. Oh man. Talk about like and I have like micro money issues, you know? I'm just trying to for I'm just trying to for a one K and and, and yeah, be okay. That's all. I'm just trying to, to keep my YouTube Red account from closing. Seriously, trying to come up with that extra ten bucks a month. Yeah, well, I am trying to adult more, and I am definitely trying to contribute as much as possible to four hundred one k. But I also opened an account. Have you ever heard of this thing called Acorns? Have you heard of Acorns? Yes, it's like that little mini micro investing like setup site that you can connect your credit card to. Mm-hmm. So every time I go to like CVS or something, like keep the all the change right. will then be populated into my Acorns micro investing account. And I guess, you know, depending on like the levels of investment, you have a little, little nest egg. 
Yeah. So when I turn when I turn 80, I'll have $645. <laughs> See, I, I had considered something like Acorn before. I looked at a couple of those sort of like robo-investor automated, like keep the change systems and apps out there. And the one I settled on was called uh, Betterment. Have you heard of Betterment? I saw Betterment too. Now, why did you choose Betterment over Acorns? Um, I think, well, you know, I don't know. I figured, because I think with Betterment, they do like an automatic rebalancing for you. And they sort of spread all of your investments out over all of these little sort of things. I don't know. I can't recall why specifically, because I'm I'm not smart enough to know exactly what's happening with my money. Right. I'm but like, well, how, how much of Hunter S. Thompson's ashes can I buy now? Okay. <laughs> exactly. How long Bye. will it take? How many years will I have to invest before I can... You know, make an yeah. offer on one of Johnny Depp's properties. Right. How long? How, how many years? Tell me. Betterment just seemed like an aggressive sort of like savings account instead of leaving leaving what little money I had sitting in a in a Bank of America saving account collecting like little right, to no interest. The yields with saving account, if you, you'd be lucky if you got 1% back. Yeah, and so then I they go ahead and I'd charge rather, you a fee at the end of the month so that 1%, exactly. 1% becomes so a negative. So I would rather side. just at least try to invest we should do like a, like one of those like old lady investing clubs sort of things. It's like, I looked up this stock right. and you know, their P and E is this, this and that. And I, this is why I'm going to buy 10 shares. This, I'll be this month. Annette Benning in that movie just now. 20th century <laughs> women sitting at the coffee table with my newspaper pencil and some reading glasses. Oh my goodness. Well, you know what I'm investing in? Cause they have their finger on the pulse is and this is a free free investor i'm buying some starbucks stock i'm gonna do it i walked in and i walked into the starbucks a couple days ago and i looked up and do you know what sign what they were selling uh unicorn lattes birthday cake frappuccino really like you know me (laughs) you've been listening to the podcast you've been listening to our podcast Mm -hmm. i'll take one so there it is i was like you know me you feel me Mm -hmm. i still haven't bought it yet well but it's nice to know that it's actually really there i don't have to do any hackations anymore no pumps of hazelnut they know what to do you know what i did actually speaking of starbucks investments is I went and I bought those, you know, the like the hard plastic to go containers you can get that look like the little cheap flimsy to go when you get like an iced latte. I bought the yeah. Starbucks one so I could take it home and make my own iced coffee because I'm like, I'm here too okay. much spending Smart $5 saver. a pop on cold brews. That's true. We'll see. That's the thing. We need to save that money. And then take that money for the month and then buy the stocks. That's that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. And that's then, what we need to do. Because Starbucks isn't going anywhere. Every time I turn no around, way. like there's a I KFC in like, foreclosure and then it's a Starbucks in, in like six days. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, Starbucks is like the new McDonald's for me. I'm still waiting for them to open up Starbucks after dark, dark though. Because I feel like they were trying <laughs> to advertise doing like wine flights at, like after nine. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. They must have abandoned that's that. That's totally point. my speed. I don't want to go to the club. I want to go to Club Starbucks. Yeah. Have a cheese and charcuterie plate and a glass of Pinot Grigio. That would be and nice. maybe a latte. That would be great. As long as it doesn't come, become overrun with millennials. That's true. I don't think millennials are necessarily checking for that. I think that's our, our lane. Well, let's hope so. Can't have nothing these days. Or maybe have a Pinot Grigio from those delicious breakfast sandwiches. You know? It's my world. I can choose. Or a little, like, picnic plate. 
cheese and <laughs> cheese and almonds. Yeah. Apple wedges. Yeah. I spend Protein a lot pack. of time and money at Starbucks. I never thought of yeah, myself as a coffee drinker, but I there. I go and have a coffee literally every day before work, and I could not be bothered it's a before. Part of the routine. It is. I get my Sheena Easton on in the morning. I take the morning train. I head straight to Starbucks, and then I go to my office. <laughs> and then you're done. And then I'm done. Then I'm ready to go home. <sighs> All right. Um. Yeah. Did you catch SNL no, I- this weekend? Uh, I didn't catch any of the sketches, but I did catch the musical guest. Okay, Katie let's Perry. talk about Katy Perry. Perry. Okay, so yeah, she, uh, go ahead. She's not making it. Katy Perry, I mean, let's call it, this This album is a flop. These well, singles I, you know what? are failures. I think, I think Britney Spears put roots on this woman here. Because if you remember... <laughs> Katie had a little bit of low-key shade during, I think it was the Grammys, maybe. Live on the red carpet, Katy Perry, of course. You're performing tonight. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm digging the blonde look. Thank you. I was was just telling you that it's like the last color in the spectrum that I can do. I've done all of them. (laughs) And the only thing I have to do is like shave my head, which I'm really saving for a a public breakdown. I'm down for that. (laughs) I don't doubt you. I'm always moments away from that, obviously. Can we talk about your new music? Yes, of course. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Not to stir controversy. (laughs) Look at her now. Take a look at her now. Yeah. She's got a blonde buzz cut, and she's really not making it. And she's throwing everything at the wall. None of these singles has hit. I guess she, uh, this week, released another buzz single called Swish Swish. Is that what you call it? Like a buzz single that doesn't create any buzz? Is like I mean, right. If, it doesn't, if the buzz single doesn't create buzz, is it really a single? I think I that's the only qualifier for a buzz single, because otherwise it's just a regular single. It's a hit. Well, let's listen it's to a, it. Yeah, okay. First, swish, swish. and then see if we get any sensations. Get used to it. Funny, my name keeps coming at your mouth. Because I stay with the name of like. Swish, swish, bish. has called all her black friends up for these features. <laughs> she did. And for that <laughs> SNL he, performance, she called goes, all of the children. She called all the children, and it was like Party Katie Monster Perry's, up in there. Yeah, Katy Perry's Drag Race up in there. I was waiting for Macaulay Culkin to come out. Well, he kind of did. <laughs> did you see that little child? kid with the with backpack? The, the Explorer backpack? Yeah. Who was he? He was, was the he star doing? of the show. He was handling it. He was Harlem it. shuffling. He wasn't Harlem yeah. shuffling. He was like Harlem shuffling right I not, not the shake it was a harlem shovel it's a harlem swish swish you know I, and a lot of people are mad especially uh the uh the t swift squad camp because apparently there's like um she's alluding to this possibly being a diss track yeah um i guess a response to taylor swift's bad blood and i mean it is 2017 i can't believe people are still trying to beef with this girl to like generate any press with Taylor thank Swift. god yeah i mean yeah really? especially since she's been really? out of the news for like a year she yeah, went she's into been in the witness protection retreat. program yeah which good for her like that's smart and that's good what you for do. her 
Thank you. And you know what? Manage like, your exposure. You know what, Taylor? Don't say anything because you're, you're actually doing really well right now. If you respond and if there's anything in the paper tomorrow, then you're back on the shit list. Yeah. Me. Just keep your mouth shut and let the single flop. Here's the thing. Katy Perry was also on Jimmy Fallon this week talking about her new pop activism. And she is like, just let that go. She was talking about how Chain to the Rhythm, of course, was like her political liberation song and how Bon Appetit was her sexual liberation song. And now this single swish swish is to all of her haters. It's about liberation from negativity. And it's just oh, like, th- there's, it's not connecting. It's not. She needs to liberate herself from the excuses and she needs to let this album die. She needs to take another five years off and then come back. Now, what do you do if you're a Katy Perry? Because I can't believe that she is in the studio thinking that she has the new hotness with this record, which, by the way, is 15 tracks long. Katy Perry oh. had six number you one know, singles off of her last album or with, with well, California is, Dream. She knows what yeah, a hit this, sounds like. None of these songs yeah, is that. Yeah, I think that she just let this album percolate for a little bit too long. I think the tracks got really stale. I think the beats got really stale. And had she released this maybe like a year ago, things might be a little bit different. Had she released Swish Swish after Bad Blood came out, then at least, I mean, I still think it would be kind of a whack track. But it would be talking about it in a different way. It would have some context. I think think that, you know, she felt the pressure. She's been out of the game for a second. Listen, she went and bleached, uh, bleached her hair blonde. And, you know, that's a big old commitment. (laughs) So you got to follow through with at least an album. Because you know, the <laughs> strands can only take so much, as as is evidence with the buzz cut. She I burnt hate her, burnt when artists out. put out like a trash album just so they can go back out on tour. Well, this is just the reality situation. But I will answer your question: What do you do when your album is stalling out and you're in trouble? You get on a reality show, which yeah. is what she did. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know. She has been announced as the first judge on the reboot of American Idol. Right. Now... Is this a good move? It, it's a double-edged sword because that, as we know, is a good check. These reality singing competition shows, Christina Aguilera famously it's got like 18 check. million. She's Katie for sure. getting 15 million for American Idol, but it is also an admission of defeat. That's right. It's an admission that things aren't going too well on the musical front. Yeah, And, you know, listen, she's got to recoup that money somehow. And that 15 mil is is a nice way to do it. Yeah. I'm not mad at her, but I'm mad at people thinking that we really need this reboot right now. I don't think anybody has been thirsting for American Idol. It's no one been cares. gone for less than a year, maybe a less, year. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I don't even think anyone is really checking for it. No one really needs it. And as far as her being a judge, um, I'm not. I, I, I don't think it's really going to attract people to come and tune in every week. I don't. You know what would get me to tune in? And what? I'm a. I'm an American Idol. I would. I don't want to say loyalist. I am a fan of American Idol in the way that I was a fan of the Real World. Worlds okay. seasons one through ten. I was there. I can give you all the history. I have my favorite winners. I know those seasons, and everything after that is sketchy. Um, mm-hmm. But if they had picked Katy Perry. And Lady Gaga as hosts, as judges. Oh, yeah. I would be there for that. Uh, but the thing is, is that it's not really about Katy Perry. If they would have picked Lady Gaga, it would have been a surefire, I think, ratings boom for them. I don't think the ABC is going to get the eyeballs that they're expected to get with even with Katy Perry. No. Lady Gaga would have been an awesome, awesome choice. 
Like I said a couple weeks ago, she was on RuPaul's Drag Race, and she had really, really good constructive criticism. And I thought it was quite impressive. I mean, obviously, she is truly like an artist first. She's a musician, and she's well-trained, and she has the background and the chops. Katy Perry, I don't, I don't know if she's going to be able to really give that much constructive feedback to any contestants. And right. as an audience person, just believe watching, in yourself and double rainbows. I don't like. I don't, I don't think need, I'll believe I don't it. need any of your advice, Katy Perry, unless you're going to tell no. me how to shave my head and bark like a seal. I don't need to hear it from you. <laughs> right. So I don't think so. But yeah, I, I think I think Lady Gaga would have been a great choice. I think that it was just a little too too late for them because i think that she would have been way open to this possibility i agree uh had this been like six months ago or even a year ago she would have been she was taking every contract and every camera and all the attention she could get yeah to to kind of like you know rebound from you know art pop but Mm -hmm. now that she's you know she did american horror story she got her golden globe and now she's and now she's trying to do this Stars Born thing, which is totally gonna. I think it's gonna bomb. I don't think. I don't think this is gonna be a good, a good look either. Yeah. Maybe they'll do American. Maybe season two they'll have Gaga because I'm. I'm sure they're gonna. ABC is gonna commit to at least drawing this for two seasons before they put it sure. out. Of and they're history. gonna throw a lot of money at it. Do you know what the other thing I noticed that watching SNL over the weekend, the Katy Perry performances in particular, um, is that she is not a good performer. She has zero stage no, presence. She struggles. The struggle's real. Yeah. Like when her featured she, artists yeah. were up there doing their verses, she was like, it looked like a person who didn't know what to do with their hands. Yeah, she was doing the Hucklebuck and the Robot. Right. And she was doing was the same dance awkward. Ashley Simpson did when the, the track skipped on when her back. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, I wonder, I mean, you said there was 15 tracks. I don't know. I'm not going to necessarily count her out completely. She hasn't released the album yet. Is there a release date? June, I don't think there's a release date. I oh, think early June, first week of June, maybe. I mean, she could still maybe pull out a hit here. I don't, I don't know. She needs to go back into the laboratory and get like at least one hit in there in order yeah. for it to maybe stay above water. So far, I, I think Chandis the Rhythm, Chain to the Rhythm is the only thing that comes close. And I've been kind of slowly building my summertime playlist because yes. Memorial Day is coming up and the weather is nice. And I'm trying to like, I'm trying to fish out those those songs of the summer. I can't find any. There's nothing yet. Iggy Azalea, who they also kind of are floating as a possible judge on American Idol as well, also released a song this week called Switch, which sounds exactly like Swish Wish. Okay, right. Oh, the, you mean in title-wise or in terms of the beat? No, I mean in terms of the beat and the music. Oh, well, cool. I don't think I've heard it. Let, let's listen. Yeah, give it a listen. Okay, okay. All right, you know, I think that you know, yeah. You think her like she's kind of like it's like another sunk cost, you know. I think that they're trying to like really uh, capture, recapture the magic of fancy, and they're just not doing it. I think they're probably just trying to burn out her contract. You think so? And whatever, just be done yeah. With it. Whatever the deal was, let's just rush the rest of this stuff out and be done with her. You know, I think that you know, some. I, I hope that maybe, well, maybe. 
I don't know. How do you feel about this track? I don't. I, it's it, it's better yeah. than Swish Swish, I will say, but it's funny. Sure. The speed, like you could get whiplash from how fast Iggy's Azalea went from like the new hot ish to punchline. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, there's so much that came out this week. I think um, the last One Directioner, Liam Liam Payne, came out with a with a, a single, his debut single. Is he the last called, one? I think, well, technically, I think there's another one who hasn't released their 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 oh, album yet, I but I, I can't anymore. keep up. Anyway, his that was a that was a bomb. I haven't heard. I've been trying to not hear Harry Styles. I know people are liking what he's doing. Are they really though? I'm not into it. It's very like '90s Duran Duran. It would have been suitable for like VH1 in 1995. I'm not really here for it. It's very adult not, contemporary for him. Yeah, I'm not really here for it. It's a little Sergeant Peppers and, you know, wannabe. Also, I don't know. I honestly think that out of all of them, I think that that Zane has made the most successful transition. At least and the, maybe, the transition I'm most interested in, for sure. That, that's the only one I'm really kind of sort slightly checking for. I still feel like I'm a little bit too old to even check mm-hmm. or listen. But I think that I guess maybe he had the right idea when he jumped ship when he did. Yeah. The rest of them are kind of like, I don't know. It's but too bad he has stage fright or have, whatever it is. Uh, right. He has his like, you know, Jordan Knight panic attacks or something on stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing really. Yeah. And I, hope that, I really hope that the rest of the summer doesn't go like this. this right now it's not. Yeah. That direction. Cause right now it's not looking that great. Um, I will say, though, for Master of None, the soundtrack to that show is very good. That is one part of that show that's excellent. Well, right. But like everything else on that show, everything is super well curated. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Not surprised Um, at all. Has anything caught your ear, Song of the Summer-wise? Well, I don't know if this has caught my ear, but I think that this was an unexpected release this week. Do you remember Rachel Crow from X Factor? Yeah. Yes, Little I Rachel was like, Crow. who was that? Why do I know this girl? She was, she was like, you know, the, uh, she was like the, uh, what's her name? Not Raven. Uh, who was on uh, Miss the Parkers? Uh, was that not Raven Simone? Who was on the Parkers? That who was on Star Search originally? Countess Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. She, the, yeah. Rachel Crow is kind of like the Countess Vaughn. She was on the first, like the first season or the second season of X Factor. Wait, I think she was on the first season. Yeah, that sounds right. And then like, I don't remember watching elim- more than one season that show. Okay, you, but you do remember her elimination and she like fell out on the floor and was like <laughs> crap boo hooing. Like, no, years old. but she was a baby. But she, but she, you should. Check that clip. She just fell out. She was so upset. <laughs> Poor girl. Anyway, she's released. She just released uh, a song. I don't know if. I guess this is kind of her debut single. It took long Dime. enough. She's Louise. Well, listen. She had to mature as an artist, and here she is with Dime. <laughs> Yeah, maybe there's room for this on the Disney Channel somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. Or it's totally going to be played in like the the mega house mix in Chelsea somewhere. I'm sure. (laughs) 
I'm a dime, I'm a dime. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Little shoulder pop. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. I, I'll put that on my early, uh, you know, summer playlist schedule. Why not? There's no other contenders out there. Grown. I need something grown and sexy. You know, or just grown and fun. I will say there's one song that I've kind of been into, and I think probably out of lack of options mm-hmm. in this insidious way, Ed Sheeran, Shape of You, has been worked into the rotation. I know we talked about the plagiarism and the nonsense. <laughs> I've been listening to it, and we already established that he plagiarized Candy. The pre-chorus has got that No Scrubs beat, but I've figured right. out... And I feel like this revelation came to me. It's the same way that I blew my own mind when I discovered the trick with wheat thins is that they're a little bit cookie. They're more more cookie than cracker. And that's why they're mm-hmm. so addictive. But that's a tangent. This song for okay. me became addictive because not only is it no scrubs in the pre-chorus, but in the chorus, it's straight up Sean Paul, Give Me the Light, which I cannot mm. resist. I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. Until they like back to back on you know in the rotation, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's the same song. You know how I love that like turn of the century hip hop mm-hmm. pop. That's true. Yeah. Take me right back to TRL. Oh, you know what? There is someone else that I was just listening to, kind of like in a random Spotify rabbit hole. This artist named Amber Mark. Now she gives me kind of like she's kind of going in the lane with this one song that she has called "Lose My Cool." that I was hoping Alicia Keys would go. But it's called Lose My Cool. I want you to listen to it and tell me what you think. It's got a house kind of beat to it. Yeah. It's got that summer tropical, you know, banana boat vibe. That would have been a good line for Miss Keys. I thought that's where she was headed. That's where I thought she was going. Well, but you know this what? This is what I'm happens when you end up on those reality shows. Because you try to go and you try to, you know, make everybody in America happy, which means going bluesy woozy country funky. Or whatever. And, you know, yeah. You put out a deceitful whatever. buzz single that makes you think something good is on the way. Yeah. You followed up with a Blake Shelton collaboration. Exactly. Bring me to our next contestant, Miley Cyrus. Mm. Bye, Felicia. That, okay. Listen. Traitor. Is she, is she traitor? Traitor? Do you call her traitor? She is a traitor. Traitor to the black community. She's a traitor. She's a tourist. She's an interloper. (laughs) I don't. Because, I mean, people. People want to like. People want to say, "Oh, she's going to her country roots." I think this is just appropriating like the country music fans' interests. Mm-hmm. Like now, she's trying to get all you know. Yeah, she, her and Blake are BFFs. No, she's put down the marijuana and and picked Stop up you know the old listening to all that woogie boogie Negro music. <laughs> right, no twerking, just yeah. line dancing. Remember when she was up there trying to convince us that she invented twerking? Oh, man. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. But now she can't get into it. Yeah. She doesn't want to talk about Lambos and Rolexes anymore. Oh, no. But she's like, oh, but Kendrick Lamar is true hip-hop. Girl, stop. Oh, stop it. Stop. So angry. And, you know, I was cool with Miley. I was okay, too. I didn't love all her music. But, yeah. 
No thanks. And you'd think that someone like her, I mean, she doesn't really need a check. No. So this kind of move just seems so, I don't know. I'm just, I guess, you know, she too needs to buy uh, a couple of apartments downtown in the Eastern Columbia building. She's just trying to get that on that Johnny Depp line. Well, I don't know if this is the way to do it. No, I don't think so. Um, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going up to Malibu. Hmm. Well, you know who does need a check? Who's that? Monique. Oh, well, she's been <laughs> checking everybody with her stand-up routine. Checking Talk about over, a role of Tyler. a lifetime. She is still, it's been almost 10 years. She is still furious. She's angry. She's very angry. Have you heard? She's mad at Oprah uh, and Tyler Perry what? and Lee what Daniels. What did Oprah do? What did Oprah do? Uh, well, I guess Oprah asked her to come on the show around the time of Precious to talk about her story. Um, I think she was molested by her brother or a close family member when she was young. She wanted her to come on the story to talk about that. And she declined. Monique said, no, thank you. And so Oprah went ahead and had the rest of her family on her mom, her brother, and the whole kit and caboodle. And they spilled the tea and she didn't like that. Hmm. Okay. Uh Monique, Monique's side case is getting more interesting. Okay. Yeah, so apparently she confronted Oprah about it and said, why would you do that? And Oprah said, oh, I didn't know they were going to be on. I th- didn't know all of them were going to be on. I was oh, as surprised so was like, as you are, Monique. Like an ambush uh, guest pop-up on her show? Yeah. I, I highly doubt None that. None of this smells right, because I listened to the podcast Making of Oprah, which is really fascinating. If, if you haven't listened to it, it's like a four-part series to tell you how Oprah became Oprah, and it's really good. And the one thing I learned from that, of, of many things, is that Oprah does not like surprises. So there's no way right. that she didn't she know who was going to be on the when Sidney Poitier popped up on the uh, on, on <laughs> She set. made him leave. She, like, scolded Gail for, like... You know, catching her out there like that and making yeah. an ugly cry. So we no know that Oprah doesn't like guests. surprises. The only time she liked the surprise was when Mary Tyler Moore showed up. That's the and, only and, time. And she got very upset again. She ugly cried again. <laughs> She's not one for surprises. No. So don't tell me that Monique's brother, uncle, whoever, cousin came and, and snuck up on Oprah. And then, like, yeah, she just conducted the interview. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's, mm, I don't know. Highly unlikely. I don't know about this. Okay. All right, Monique. Yeah. I hear you. And that doesn't explain why she was blackballed. I mean, she won an Oscar. If she didn't want to get out there and promote her own damn movie, it was an indie feature. If it was another, if it was like a big, big, uh, studio movie with a huge budget, then yeah. Why don't you sniff out those extra checks? They can pay you for that. But if you know it's the little engine that could and there's Oscar, you're going to get out there and get your ass to can. Yeah. But she was, okay, listen, I'm all about, empowering yourself and let and doing what you want of and course. not necessarily subscribing to any sort of ideal of beauty. But let me just say this. Okay. Okay. When it's Oscar time, when it's Oscar times mm-hmm. and you're nominated yeah. for best supporting actress and you got to walk down a red carpet to get to your walk seat, down a red carpet and you got the taco meat on your legs Handle because it. you're making, because you're saying you're making a statement about not shaving your legs I don't know. I think that that, I mean, at least throw some pantyhose on. I, what? Like, come yeah, on. You come have on. options. I, something ain't, something, throw some something is not right. Put in the on it like a Chico's pantsuit. Put on a pantsuit. Why yeah. do I need to see? There's no shame in that. Wear a tuxedo if that's your game. I understand. But 
make the state. I mean, I don't know. I there's don't a know. lot of things you can say. There's a, there's a lot there's of a statements lot. you can make. She doth protest too much. And, 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 and all the too long. Times. Yeah, too and too long. long. I mean, damn, girl. <sighs> I mean, it's all this time, you know, it's funny when, when Precious came out and we all thought that like, oh, that Gabrielle Sibidet, that Precious. And we all wondered, is she really acting or is she really like that? Mm-hmm. But since we met her in person, we've seen her. She's been promoting her book recently. She's fabulous on Empire and losing all that weight. Yeah. And she's bubbly and effervescent and wonderful. Like she is not that character. What we've learned right. in the time since Precious came out is that Monique is that character. <laughs> Throwing pans, mad as hell, doesn't want anyone to be happy about shit. Man, she's angry. Well, that said, I went to see Almost Christmas in the theater <laughs> this year. Was she like, good in it? Uh, she, that's the thing. She is good in it. She's a good actress. She's funny. She's fun to see on screen. But it's like, why do you have to have such a bad attitude about everything? Wait, I feel like she's just going to squander any other opportunities because she's so mad. So mad. She's not the only one that's angry either, though. Because, well, mm. Aisha should be mad. <laughs> I about suspect that, that she's mad. probably mad. She's she's probably <laughs> she's bad. So I guess she, she apparently but does she make enough money to pay this? Listen, Aisha Tyler just got ordered to pay two million dollars in spousal support to her ex husband, her now ex husband, and yeah, because she's got about fifteen different jobs. She hosts who line whose line is it anyway? She's on the talk every day. She's on two or three more TV shows. She's got a podcast. She's doing stand-up specials. She's a voice on Archer, too. She's the voice on Archer, yeah. She's got that money to give up. She's got an Acorns account, apparently. (laughs) She does. She invested in Starbucks. Yes. Uh, I hope she's got plenty of Starbucks stock. And here's the thing about Aisha Tyler is I like her. I don't think she's funny. I've watched her stand up. She, she talks a lot about moments. her husband. Well, I think that um, she's she's not like the the most comedic and funny, but she has really good observations. Yes. Yes. So, and she's smart. I think she went to Stanford or something. I think it was Dartmouth. Whatever. She's still smart. Smarty pants. Now, she's she's smart. And she's she's cracking a book open and she's reading Kanye yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I like talk about a read out of nowhere. Yeah, talk about a dusty so what, old read. She's in Monique's library. Oh, she really went back into the archives for this one. Well, what was she talking about with Kanye? I guess someone asked her about Kanye because she was in that video back in the day, like from his first single, "Slow Jams." Slow Jams with Jamie Foxx. Uh-huh. She was in that video dancing up with him, and I guess she was saying that like. That was a very specific Kanye person, personality that she had gotten to know. And she knew that Kanye and she supported that Kanye. And every Kanye since then has been some alien that she can't relate to. Okay. This seems very like, why would you bring this up now? I mean, Kanye has been off in his mountainside Wyoming retreat working on his next album. Kanye's actually surprisingly kept a very low profile for these last couple bucks. So to bring this up. This feels like, is she releasing Squish Squish too? Well, he got that Demolition Man peroxide job. He went to Katy Perry's barber and got the Cisco and went off into the the mountains. Is he going to come up with like a Miley Cyrus country album too? I don't know what he's going to do. forward to from Kanye? Well, he's in Wyoming. I guess like everyone's reporting that he's in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it's probably 
it's probably gonna have like natural natural rhythms of the forest or something like ambient sounds hmm. bubbling brooks and stuff over you know an babbling brooks beat. yeah oh yeah a babbling brook <laughs> over <laughs> eight, eight away feet yeah <laughs> over eight away You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. So follow, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next week.